Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Three and Out Podcast. This is episode 51. I'm your host, Moneymaker Chris, and I'm joined by another returning guest here on the show, one of my regular guests, the one and only J.D. from the Russell Bread Podcast. J.D., how you doing here this evening? I'm doing good. Uh, the Phillies lost the championship game, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, the Cowboys was on a bye, so there was no heartbreaks that had to be had this week either. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I was actually rooting for the Phillies, too, because they got so many former nationals on it. You got Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. You got so many former nationals on it. I found myself rooting for the for the Phillies, but now you got the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. Who would have thought that going into the season? Them two teams going to the World Series. Crazy. I know, right? It's just crazy. It uh, sure especially is. last year with um didn't even think that the um Phillies was gonna make it in and then they had a whole run to the um World Series, so Mm-hmm. Just never know, just never know. But like hopefully they come back next year because they got they got a very good team over there, so they will definitely be back. Yeah, they'll definitely be back. Cool, cool. All right, now let's talk about some football. I mean, we're seven weeks into the season. We got eight, uh, week eight coming up here. Um, it's coming up uh, weekend, but there's been some crazy stuff going on in the NFL so far this season. It's been a wild, wild season so far. Um, at this point in the season, how are you feeling about how things have been going so far, football-wise? It's just been crazy of, you know, don't know what to expect week from week from, you know, different teams. I mean, it's we had uh, almost two teams that went almost, you know, five and zero. Oh. I mean, yeah, we went we had two teams that was almost um, barely uh, had any losses. Um, we have teams that can't catch a break or anything like that. You know, it's just one of the things that I really like about the NFL is that you know, not only do things change from season to season, but things change from week to week too. That's one of the things I always say about the NFL, more so than any other sport, like baseball, like we were talking about earlier, basketball, you know, hockey or anything like that. NFL is always like game to game, week to week, year to year. You just never know. And they always say like any given Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whenever they're playing, anything can happen. Any team can beat any other team. The worst team, the team think, oh, this team, like, you know, suck. I take like the Cardinals, for example. People thought that they were like going to be tanking and be awful this year. They've been playing a lot of teams tough. They beat you, Cowboys. They've been playing a lot of teams tough this season. So you just never know week to week, like, who, you know, the team that you least expect is going to, you know, you know, think team that's not going to do much for you or do much against you could end up beating you. You just never know. Like I said, it keeps, it keeps it wide open, which is definitely a good thing. I like that as a fan. It is. Yeah, especially with what happened with the Bills this week, too. It's just right. been crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I always say, like I said, when, when, division games are always tricky because that's a team that you play twice every season. That team knows you so well. So when, anytime you get two division teams playing against each other, you got to throw records out the window because anything can happen. That team knows you quite well. So I can't say I was too surprised, but yet at the same time, because the Patriots hadn't been, they've been struggling this season. But like I said, that was a big win. Mac Jones showed up against the Bills. So we'll get a little more to that later. But yeah, week to week, you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this um, since it happened. How did you feel like opening week, you know, Monday Night Football, you know, all the hype for the Jets and everything with Aaron Rodgers, and he goes down like four plays into the season? How, 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 how did you feel about that? 
I mean, it was completely crazy because uh, it was just so much hype about the uh, Jets going into this season. Everyone wanted to know, like, how Aaron Rodgers is going to be. Um, yeah, it, like, my heart breaks for Jets fans because, you know, nobody was really talking about the Jets like that before Aaron Rodgers came. And now, mm-hmm. you know, they had uh, hard knocks. They had, you know, everyone is come talking about the Jets and everything like that. And with him going down, it's just like, you know, kind of back to your regularly scheduled program. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, I felt bad for them. I really did because I felt like they were just like a quarterback away. They have a very good defense. They got some good skill plays and stuff on the offensive side of the ball. They just needed a quarterback. And every, everything around the offseason, you know, with hard knocks and everything, was surrounded by them having Aaron Rodgers and, like, taking that next that next step, finally having a quarterback after so many years, like, drafting people and bringing people in and nobody working. They finally, you know, they got, you know, they got Aaron Rodgers, one of the all-time all-time greats, and to go down, like, four plays into the season, it's just like, oh, your heart definitely broke for them, and, and I was watching the um, the Manning cast, you could tell Peyton Manning, he was, like, so upset, he's like, really? Like, like you could just see the look, look on his face, like, just, uh, like, everybody was just upset about it, that was just a shocker. Yeah, definitely, because it was just, uh, everybody had hopes for the Jets, people felt as though that they may eventually, you know, end up in the postseason and stuff like that, and it was just like an air of excitement, but like you said, the um, the Jets, they were a pretty good team, you know, I thought that um, Zach Wilson was going to be the guy for them, um, but you know, like you said, it was just one piece that was missing from it. And I, you know, everybody hoped that it was going to be Aaron Rodgers. So with him going down in that, you know, first few plays, it was just um, a bit heartbreaking because you kind of can tell that the uh, season was pretty much over from there. Yeah, pretty much was over from there. That was pretty much it because Zach Wilson, there's a reason they brought in Aaron Rodgers. They did not believe in Zach Wilson, but that's that's why it's always important to have a good backup quarterback, whether you grab somebody and say, hey, that's going to be your backup, you go out and get a veteran, but they were just so, they just had their mindset, okay, we got Aaron Rodgers, we're okay, and obviously that didn't that didn't work out, but they've been playing a little bit better um, lately, they've won the last couple of games, but mm-hmm. I, still, I, still, I, still, I still don't know about, I still don't know about them, it's just, it's just, so, it's just so unfortunate to see them, you know, lose Aaron Rodgers like that. Yeah. Especially for the whole season, so it's for like no, yeah, yeah, it's no possibility. Like if they somehow make it into the off season, that he would come back or anything like that. So yeah, but yeah, like you said, they have been winning a couple couple of games. You know, Zach Wilson definitely trying to show everyone that you know to still try to believe in him. Um, but yeah, it's just it's still heartbreaking though. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Has any team or anybody, like, surprised you this season? Anybody that's like, oh, wow, I didn't expect them to be this good, or, oh, wow, I didn't expect them to be, you know, that bad? Any surprises this season, like, so far, team-wise? Um, I didn't expect the Dolphins to be as good as they were. Like, they were yeah. good, but I didn't expect them to, like, really come out swinging mm. the way that they did. Um, The Lions, too, Um, they just been, you know a bit off and on as far as uh, their wins and stuff like that. Um, I thought that the, I thought Broncos would be a little bit better 
than what they've mm-hmm. been this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with them getting Sean Payton and everything like that. I thought they would be uh, a little bit better, but um, uh, the team that I'm kind of actually more a little bit more surprised is the Eagles. I know mm-hmm. that they lost, uh, you know, people on the coaching staff. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, once when you do do very well coaching staff wise, then you know, eventually other teams are going to come calling. So mm-hmm. I know that they lost a number of people on their staff and everything like that. But I thought that they would their um, offense would be a little bit more fluid than it has been this season. Feels like a lot of teams are starting to figure out, um, you know, kind of what to do with the Eagles, except for, you know, once they get down to, you know, fourth and fourth and one, then, you know, there's nothing you can do to stop the uh, brotherly shove, as they like to call yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> the brotherly shove. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that it, they would be a little bit more dominating than what they have been. Yeah, I thought so, too. I think definitely losing those coordinators definitely – kind of affected them and they're just kind of figuring things out there but like i said they still six and one so hey but um mm-hmm. like you said miami too they got a freaking like crap team out there like when they scored like those 70 points that's what like that's what, like a madden score out there i'm like oh my god i mean tyreek hill and waddle and all those guys over there on the offense is just like so much speed and talent on that side of the ball i knew i knew they were good i knew they had some talent on that team but they i didn't expect them to come out and play the way they did and right. the lions like the like last year, you saw some flashes from the Lions. Like Dan Campbell has definitely done a very good job with that team. And Jared Goff, people like wrote him off after he left the left the Rams. They sent him over to they traded him over to Detroit, and they figured, oh, you know, he was done, he was washed up, and everything. And he's over there. He's got that team. Now they lost, you know, this you know past week to the Ravens, but other than that, they're still five and two, and they mm-hmm. were playing some very good football. And they went, they went into Kansas City opening night, winning there and won. And they've been playing some very good football. I've been pleasantly surprised for them. And I'm happy for the Detroit. They're a team that's been struggling for a long time, so I'm happy to see them have some success finally. Yeah, same here. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, so let's get into some of the matchups from this past uh, week, uh, week seven. Like, first off, on the picks, like you helped me um, do the picks this week, this is by far one of my worst weeks, like, picking games i only got three <laughs> picks right and you only got like four picks right it was like insane i was like oh my god yeah. like i've never been this bad <laughs> picking games i'm normally i might get you know seven or eight if i have another down week or something like that but they're gonna get three right i'm like oh that that was killing me i was like man i was like hey but hopefully it's gonna be a better week for this week hopefully so yeah hopefully yeah it was this week was pretty tough with a lot of the matchups that was going on. Like even the division games, you know, I I figured that, you know, some division games may be a bit tough, but yeah, I didn't expect that some of these scores would turn out to be what it what it was. Especially the Ravens Lions. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. That was definitely a shocker. But um start with the Thursday game from last week. You had uh, Jacksonville and the Saints. Jacksonville won uh, thirty one to twenty four. Jacksonville's another team I've been very impressed with. You got Trevor Lawrence over there, and then they got Calvin Ridley over there. You know, he came back, you know, he he used to be in Atlanta. He's been really good for them over there. They have a really good team over there. And the Saints with Derek Carr, I mean, they've been doing okay. They've been kind of up and down. Um, But, like, Carr, he was uh, 33-55, for 301 passing yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And they got Alvin Kamara back, too, from suspension. Uh, Taysom Hill, they continue to use him as a weapon as well. But um, how do you feel? How do you feel about this game? How do you feel about Jacksonville and stuff so far this season? Yeah, Jacksonville has been doing very well. Um, I've been 
I'm very happy with um, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's yes. on one of my fantasy teams, so Same. yeah, he he's did. yeah, he's been doing very well this season. Um, with the Saints, you know, it's 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 so disappointing with the Saints because they had so much promise, especially mm-hmm. when they had Drew Brees and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just always, you know, since he has retired, it just felt like they always just needed, like, they just needed that quarterback once again. And mm-hmm. it just hasn't been working for them at all. And I was hoping, you know, maybe they'll go with Taysom Hill. They did go with him for a little bit, but things mm-hmm. just didn't really pan out the way that I, I guess they expected for mm-hmm. it to be. Um, but, yeah, it's just been so... So disappointing with the Saints, but the Jaguars have been doing so well. I believe last year, I think they almost went to the championship last year, or they went to the championship. I forgot exactly where the Jaguars ended up last year. I, but I, know, I, know, they they a, I know they won a playoff game, and I think they lost in that second round, I believe. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I remember they went a little further than expected. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm happy for you know, Jacksonville and everything like that. You know, all you need sometimes is just, you know, very good quarterback and a pretty good, you know, receiver that running back as well. But, you know, they definitely have been making it work. They definitely have. They are definitely, Jacksonville is definitely one of those teams on the on the rise. And I hope the Saints can get it together. Like I, said, I think they just need some consistent quarterback play. I mean, Derek Carr, he's not a bad quarterback at all but i think he's just like getting there you know a new team because he was with the raiders for all those years i think just being in a new system new team got new weapons around him i think he just got to get settled in because i think once they get settled in i think they'll be fine but i think that's the biggest thing from that they just need consistent competent quarterback play for the saints i feel yeah i feel mm-hmm. that too mm-hmm uh, next up on the list. Oh, unfortunately you know my commanders they lost to the giants uh 14 to 14 to 7. I, I, I feel so bad for Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell has a lot of potential and everything, but he's just been taking so many sacks. I mean, he's already taken like over 40 sacks so far this season. That is yeah. not good at all. You've got, you've got to protect the quarterback. I don't care if you've got Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson back there. If you don't have a line to protect your quarterback, you got nothing. You can't keep having your quarterback getting hit like that. And I don't know what it is about the Giants. It seems like the Giants have always, always in recent years have given us trouble. And I heard somebody on one of the podcasts earlier this year, they saying since like 92, we've only beaten the Giants like nine times. We're like nine and 23 or 24 against them like since like 93. And I'm like, they always seem to give us, give us fits. And the thing is, like, um, Daniel Jones didn't even play in this game. It was Tyrod Taylor who was in the game. He was 18 for 29, 279 passing yards, two touchdowns, no, no inter- no interception. So I didn't even have their regular starting quarterback in there and still for some reason. So I don't I don't know what's going on um, going on with um commanders right now. I mean you got new ownership and everything place. Hopefully things change, but right now it's been you know, it's been a struggle. Well both these teams have been struggling actually. Um, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, this was an ugly game with as many times as, you know, like you said, Sam Howell got sacked and everything like that. Um you know, the Giants have definitely fell off from what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was so much promise with them. It kind of felt like a bit like a Cinderella story. And they just could not get it together this season. Of course, you know, once you get to the division games, it's just been, it's a whole other different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was, this was an ugly game. And the fact that um, 
the amount of times that, you know, the quarterback got sacked this uh, this week alone is just like just shows the importance of having an offensive line. I mean, that's kind of what happened with with Tony Romo. You know, he Mm -hmm. was a very good quarterback, but he just he couldn't be healthy because he kept getting, you know, sacked so many times people you know, was able to get back to him and he had to, you know, scramble and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this was, um, this was a crazy, I mean, it was a, you know, a, a division game. So, of course, you know, mm-hmm. it's a whole other level. But, yeah, it was mm-hmm. still an ugly game. But no, mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. Like six sacks. He took six sacks in this game. That's not yeah. good at all. That's not good. You got, you got to protect the quarterback. He's not going to last, the, you know, the whole season, especially for a young quarterback like that, you know, to build up his confidence and everything, he's going to be, you know, the starter and everything. You know, you kind of see this guy's going to be your starter moving forward. And you got him back, back to just constantly getting hit. That's, that's that's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. And one thing, too, they say he kind of holds on to the ball a little too long, too. So I think that's been a problem between the offensive line and holding on to the ball, you know, too long. I think it's a combination of both of those. Sometimes it's okay just to have the plays out there, throw the ball away. There's nothing yeah. wrong with throwing the ball away and, and just live for the next down. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's um, it's just sometimes frustrating because it's like you know, just you see you see the blitz coming, you see that you know twenty people coming your way, mm-hmm. and you're still trying to make the play instead of mm-hmm. just you know, basically live to see another day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Like I say, it's okay to live to see another day. It's okay to go to the next down and wait for the next play instead of trying to you know, force a pass in there, hold the ball on too long, taking a sack. It's okay to just get rid of the football. I, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. All right, next game up. This was a very close game, one-point game. Uh, Browns and the Colts. Uh, Browns won this one 39-38. And they did doing it without Deshaun Watson, too, because Deshaun Watson had like a shoulder injury. Too. They got uh, PJ Walker. He's been starting for them. They did that without him and without uh, Nick Chubb, who got injured on that Monday night game. I think it was like at least three or four when he uh, got injured and everything. So they're down like their top, their starting quarterback and they're starting uh, starting running back. But that um, not have shown so much in this game. But the Browns have a very good defense, and the defense has been kind of carrying them so far this season. Um, How do you feel about this one? Yeah, the Browns defense has just been um definitely it's been very interesting with the Browns. Um mm-hmm. you know, I thought that they I thought they would have something uh you know, previous seasons, uh but you know, they just couldn't get it together. And mm-hmm. so yeah, when they decided to get um Deshaun Watson, I was like, you know, okay, you know, you kind of give them a I guess we'll see what happens with this season. But, yeah, like you said, the defense has been definitely uh, been working a lot harder than the um, offense have been. Uh, but the um, the Colts and the Browns, um, you know, they just been – they just definitely been off this uh, season for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just been a yeah, long uh, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, I forgot the Colts, they lost their um, quarterback, too, the guy, Anthony Richardson, that they drafted. I think he played at Florida. They um, 
don't know if it was a shoulder injury, but some type of injury that kept him out for the um remainder of the season too. So they got Garner Garner Minshew starting mm-hmm. starting for them. So both teams are out there starting quarterbacks and um we used to call that they did get back uh Jonathan Taylor. He did um no longer holding out. He did he did sign a contract extension for them. We signed the um contract extension with them. But um yeah, it's just kinda, you know, up and down for both of these teams. But the Browns, I think, like I say, if they, you know, with that defense and if they can get the Sean Watson uh, Sean Watson healthy, like I said, they're four and two right now, they could be right in the mix. You know, they there's, there's talent on that team. That is the team lacks talent. It does. It's, it's been frustrating with the um, with the Browns because, you know, they mm-hmm. just have it's just been such a vicious cycle of them having promise and then mm-hmm. just something goes wrong. And then, mm-hmm. you know, something will happen again and they'll show some type of promise. And then mm-hmm. it's just a vicious cycle. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm off the train for right now as far as with. Um, with the Browns, so. If they, you know, somehow am able to get it together this season, you know, you know, happy for them. But yeah, it's just been a miracle round. That's just like, I'll just wait for, I just, I'll wait till I, I'll believe it when I see it. That's where I'm at right now with the, there you uh, go. with the Browns. There you go. There you go. Agreed. Agreed. And next game up, we talked about this a little bit earlier, Bills and the Patriots, the Patriots. Ended up winning this game twenty nine to twenty five. I don't know what it is about the Bills. I mean, the Bills at some moments they look like so dominant. They're like, okay, they definitely go into the Super Bowl. And other moments they're like, oh my god, like what's going on with this team? Like they lost this game the week before on Sunday Night Football. They almost lost to the Giants. Came down to the wire. The Giants almost beat them. And like I said, they're four and three right now. And I can say, once again, loaded both sides of the ball. Got good players on offense, good players on defense. And I just don't know with them. It's just very inconsistent with them. And then the Patriots, I mean, everybody was like writing them off, like, oh my God, you know what's going on with Belichick? You know, they're doing so awful and everything. They still, you know, like I say, they're two and five and they're doing that great. But um Matt Jones, he he played quite well in this game. He was twenty five for thirty, two hundred and seventy two passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and like I said, division games are always so tricky. Like I said, you got to start a record and stuff out the window, and you got two teams that know each other quite well because they play each other every year, twice a year. And then, like I said, you get moments like <laughs> like you got like you got here. But um, how do you mm-hmm. yeah, I made the joke that um that uh Mac Jones' uh career was on the line. You know, suddenly he's playing like lights out and everything like that Mm -hmm. and um you know bill belichick probably knows like he he has to really get it together because ever since tom brady left it's been the biggest question of was it time tom brady or was it bill belichick Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's been proven that it was tom brady this whole time um so yeah bill belichick definitely trying to uh make things work especially with uh, mac jones and the the experiment hasn't been working so far, so I don't know what happened this past week, but yeah, they definitely have gotten it together with this game. I was very, like I had said earlier, I was very surprised that they had defeated the Bills because I, I thought that you know I thought that they probably would have like um, I I figured they would have some offense in, but I really didn't expect them to uh, defeat you know really give. 
the Bills uh, such a hard time uh, with it. So no, no, even with being the division game, I I figured they would at least make it competitive, but to actually pull out the win, I mean that's that, that's huge. That, that, that's that's a big one. That's probably as big as a win as they'll have all season. And the thing is, can Mac Jones? Okay, he played well this game. Can he do this consistently throughout the course of the season? The jury is still out. The jury is still out on him. Yeah, the jury's still out on him. It's, it's still going to be out on him for a while because oh, he, yeah, absolutely. he he had a lot of promise when they first got him, but you know, for pretty much the whole season, he really just hasn't been shown his proof. And I for, I don't know if it was um, the past week or if it was this week, but he what they did bring in the uh, backup at a certain point too. Um, I think it was last week that. Yeah, last week, I believe. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, they 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 benched him. Yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, Mac Jones probably realized like his his football career is on the line, so he decided to just play his little heart out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I was very shocked that they uh, they won the game this week. Yeah, I was shocked too. And another game which was a shocker was this game was Ravens and the Lions. The Ravens won this one big. 38 to to 6. And I rarely, I very rarely pick against the Ravens. I like a lot of, you know, a lot of what they do over there in, in, um, in Baltimore. But the Lions are playing so good and everything. I said, you know, the Lions, no, this would be like a statement when they go into Baltimore and they'll, you know, pick up a big, big win. And it was the, it was the total, <laughs> total opposite. They did not show up for this game. They didn't show up at all. And Lamar Jackson was just on point. He was, 21 for 27, 357 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And he also had a rushing touchdown as well. And they just put a put a beating on the Lions. And, you know, it's, it's good to see because they got a new offensive coordinator over there for Baltimore. And a lot of times Baltimore for years, they've been like, you know, running the ball a lot, tight ends, you know, that's, that's pretty much been their type of offense. But now they seem like they got an aerial attack and everything. They're trying to, you know, keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket and everything. Because one play where he looked like he was going to get sacked, he kind of escaped and made a nice throw before a touchdown pass. I'm like, okay, Lamar. Like, uh, I, I always knew Lamar was a good passer. We, we always knew, you know, he was known for his legs and everything. too. But he's shown mm-hmm. times that he's got an arm he can throw the football. But I think he's got an offensive coordinator that's going to kind of focus more on their passing game and kind of open up their offense a little bit more so it's not just solely just focus on the running game and the tight ends too so they're kind of opening up this offense a little bit more and this is proof of what the offense can look like if you know everybody's healthy so how'd you feel about this one yeah this was an exciting game to watch because it definitely felt like um this was more of a game that really uh, an offense that really fit um lamar jackson i mean he yes. felt like he was yes. back to his old usual self as far as you know not only getting the the running in and everything like that but he was you know passing as you Mm -hmm. know looking uh pretty much a pocket passer and everything so it was exciting to see him you know it really felt like uh he was back to his usual self you know running Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um you know Back then, back then, you know, you knew that the only way, what, how you can get to Lamar Jackson was to, you know, stop, stop the running game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. now, you know, with him being able to pass in the pocket and stuff like that, 
it really opens up the offense for the Ravens. But I thought that this would be a bit more of a competitive game than what we got between those two teams. I really didn't expect for the game to be such a big blowout. I didn't either. I expected the Lions to put up much more of a fight, but the Lions have been playing some playing some really good football. And this is probably, probably by far, this has probably been the worst game that they played all season. And like I say, at the end of the day, they're still 5-2. A lot of people saying, oh, you know, the Lions, you know, that fraudulent Lions, same old Lions. No, they still, you know, I think it was just one game. They just had a bad game. They just went up against a Baltimore team that was just better than them that day. But like I say, I'm, I think the Giant Lions are still going to be a very good team this year, and they're definitely going to be in the mix for a playoff spot. But yeah, this just wasn't a good day at the office for them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's just been, season's been just been completely crazy. Uh, and it like has. I said, with the Lions just been going a bit up and down as far as, you know, the office stuff like that. But it seems like with the Ravens, things are definitely been Picking up this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. And like I say, if Lamar Jackson can play like that, the Ravens will win a lot of football games. If he's that dual threat with not only just his legs but his arm too, like mm-hmm. watch out, watch out for them. And he's got some good receivers over there too. Because for the longest time, he didn't really have any legit receivers. Just the running yeah. backs or the tight ends, like you know Mark Andrews and everything. But now he's got the Flowers. He's got OBJ over there, and he's got some other mm-hmm. receivers over there too that are you know. That are good. So, hey, they've really kind of, like I said, opening up this offense a little bit. It's not that the typical Ravens offense that we're used to seeing. Like I said, he's shown that he can be not just a good runner, but he can make pays from the pocket, too. Yeah, and that's definitely what they, what the uh, Ravens have been missing this whole time. Yes, yes, for a long time. I always said, I kept, because I have a friend that's a you know, big Ravens fan, I said, Lamar needs some wide receivers. I mean, it's great, you know, he can make these plays stuff in his leg, but he needs some legitimate wide receivers. I don't care, like I said, I don't care, you know, how talented you are. If you don't have, you know, good people to throw the ball to, you're not going to have much of an offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be one-dimensional. It's great to run the ball, but you want to have a balanced attack, too, because teams are going to know, okay, you just gonna, you know, just got to stop the one with the Ravens, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Just like eventually, you know, they'll figure out how to stop the brotherly shove, and then once that oh, happens, yeah. then yeah. that'll be it. Or yeah. people will find out how to replicate it. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. You have defensive coordinators, you know, having sleepless nights trying to figure out how, how, to, how to stop this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> there you go. And another uh, surprising game, uh, the Bears, 30-12 to 12 against the Raiders without Justin Fields. This guy, uh, Tyson Bag- Bagnet, um, came in and played for them, went 21 for 29, 162 passing yards and a touchdown, and picked up the picked up the win for the for the Bears. I'm like, wow! Like I said, I that I, I did not see that coming. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I know a couple of Bears fans who's just been dreading most of this season because they just mm-hmm. couldn't catch a break. But mm-hmm. I was very happy for them. So it's just pretty much like you know, is it Justin Fields? Is it you know what? What changes have come? Is it the Raiders? You know, what changes have come that they, you know, suddenly look so, they looked more dominant in this game. So, um, especially that this wasn't a close game at all or anything like that. Um, But yeah, the Bears definitely looked a whole lot better uh, this week. Definitely kind of gave, you know, some life to the season. Not that they, you know, feel like they're going to, make into the playoffs or anything, but at least, you know, kind of gives them a little bit more life that they're 
there's something that can be fixed with the um with the uh with the Bears offense. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because both of the games that they won this year, they won this game big like this, and the game on Thursday night football against my commanders where Justin Fields and DJ Moore just tore us apart. So they've had mm-hmm. five games where they lost, so they're like, Oh my god, this team looks off when they've had two games where it's like where 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 this team's coming from? So exactly. I don't know. Because I thought going into this season, I don't know if the Bears were going to be a playoff team, but when they picked up DJ Moore, who had been a you know good receiver for the Panthers for many years, I said, okay, he got Justin Fields, you know, year two, he's got a legit number one receiver right there. I said, okay, they're going to be you know pretty pretty decent. It's been the total total opposite for them. But like I said, I don't know if it's Justin Fields, I don't know if it's the coaching, I I don't I don't know what it is. But yeah, this was this was a surprise performance. I did not expect this type of performance from the Bears. I was like, wow. Got thirty points on the Raiders. Thirty mm-hmm. points. Yeah, crazy. It was very surprised. Very surprised. All right, and then you had another uh, division battle here. You had the Falcons and Tampa Bay. Uh, Falcons won this one, sixteen thirteen. Falcons are now uh, four and three. Uh, Desmond Ritter was nineteen for twenty five for two hundred fifty, two hundred fifty passing yards, and Tampa Bay. They've, they're, they're only three and three, but they've done better than what I expected them to do this year, especially with, you know, with, um, first year without uh, Tom Brady since he, you know, went over there. They've been having, you know, Baker Mayfield over there. Baker Mayfield hasn't, he hasn't done that bad for them. I'll say, obviously, you know, they lost this game, but I, they've done better than what I was expecting from them. Cause I wouldn't want to expect much from them. So, oh, you know, they got Baker Mayfield over there, you know, they're not going to do much, but they've been doing okay. And in Atlanta, too, they got some good, players with uh, Kyle Pitts and the um, running back, I forgot his name, uh, Robinson, uh, the running back, and then they got uh, Drake London. They got some good skill players over there. So these are two teams that I think are trying to, trying to find themselves, trying to, you know, figure themselves out, I feel. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm i surprised that, you know, Tampa Bay has been, Tampa Bay's been doing a lot better than I expected with Baker Mayfield. Not that Baker Mayfield is, um, you know, a bad quarterback or anything like no, that. No, but of no. course, there it's it's nothing compared to um, Tom Brady. Oh no! Um, so no. yeah, they definitely it's very hard to find like anyone close to the talent of Tom Brady. But the yeah, the Bucks have definitely been doing pretty well for themselves. You know, with at three and three right now. You know, um, and then with the uh, Falcons, Falcons always been kind of like one of those teams is just been like in the middle of the the middle of the pack mm-hmm. uh you know uh with the division everything like that um but yeah both teams are are definitely showing um promise this uh season mm-hmm. um like i said I'm, I'm happy for i'm happy for tampa bay um it's just very weird that you know have to keep remembering that it's baker mayfield that's with them mhm yeah, very true, very true. You know, no Tom Brady, it's old Baker, good old Baker, Baker Mayfield. But like I said, we'll see how these teams do as they kind of, you know, figure things out throughout the course of the season. And next yeah. up, you've got the Steelers and the Rams. Uh, the Steelers won this one 24-17. to 17. In some kind of way, um, the Steelers are 4-2. and two. I mean, they've lost some games early on. People kind of writing them off. But like I said, they're Four and two, and they got you know um, Kenny Pickett over there, and they got uh, T.J. Watt over there, who's a beast, mm-hmm. and Mike Tomlin. He 
he finds a way to get the job done with those guys. With you know, no matter who's out there or on either side of the ball, he finds a way to take the talent that he has and find some kind of way to keep those guys competitive. Every year, he hasn't had a losing record since he's been over there. I think the worst record he's had since he's been the coach over there has been like eight and eight. And then on the Rams side of the ball, they have this this guy, um, um Puka Nakua. He's yes. been balling out for them. Like when Cooper Cup was out, he was like the main guy. You figured once Cooper Cup came back, they might kind of you know dial things back for him. But no, he still even this game he had. Eight catches for 154 yards. He had a nice catch on the sideline where he kept, you know, both feet in bounds. So now they got two legit weapons over there uh, with Cooper Cup and uh, Puka over there for the um, for the Rams. But um, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, uh, Puka Nakua has been very exciting. I'll, somehow yeah. I had him on my um, – well, no, I got him on my fantasy team when I first heard his name, when I first watched him in mm-hmm. week one. And he mm-hmm. has been killing it. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been killing it with the uh, Steelers. You know, Mike Tomlin has just been hanging in there ever since Big Ben left. Like, yes. it's been a number of seasons where I'm like, I don't know how he is able to still, you know, hold on, still kind of make things work enough mm-hmm. for him to keep the job. Because I'm like, you know, I thought I thought like 20 times over he would eventually lose his job. But mm-hmm. he's able to somehow keep things together to where as though that, you know, the Steelers are doing better than what I expected. I was one of those people that, you know, wrote them off early in the season. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, it's it's not going to be it with them this season. But they definitely started to turn things around. Uh, now they're four and two. Uh, it's, you know, it's a right now fight between, you know, the with the Browns and Ravens right now so you know it seems like once again Mike Tomlin will be able to keep still keep things together whereas though he'll be able to kind of make it through somehow um but yeah with the with the Rams their offense is very exciting um mm-hmm. it's just you know first they're facing some tough teams and you know teams that somehow are able to pull out wins on them um but I thought that their record would be a lot better than what we're seeing, especially with the type of offense that they have. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, most definitely. And what's one thing about the Steelers? They don't fire coaches. Uh, Bill Cowher, he left there in 2006, and Mike Thomas mm-hmm. took over in uh, 2007, and it's been there ever since. Did you see coaches all the time, you know, hired and fired all the time? But there's one thing about the Steelers organization, they don't, like, Fire coaches. They they ride it out and stay loyal to their coaches. So you, I, I I gotta give I gotta give them credit for that because you, especially like I say, in football, you know, basketball, you see all the time coaches coming and going and some kind of way that Steelers organization they stay they stay loyal to their guys. Yeah, they definitely stay loyal because I'm like you know any other team, Mike Tomlin would have been gone. Oh, like, the yeah. amount of quarterbacks yeah. and coaches that. You know, you can point out to any team the amount of coaches and quarterbacks that uh, a team goes through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. So, yeah, I, I give them credit that they stayed loyal to uh, Mike Tomlin through all this time. Mm-hmm. He's a good coach. He's a very good coach. I yeah. He's a very good coach. And like I say, he showed, like I say, with the talent that he has, 
like I said, he, when he had those teams with Big Ben and everything, they had some very good teams. But here recently, he's been just kind of piecing things together in some kind of way. They're staying afloat. They stay in. You know, they haven't had a team where they've had, like, you know, a real bad, like, losing record. He hasn't had a losing record. Like I said, the worst record he's had since he's been there is 8-8, eight and eight, 500. He hasn't had a team below 500 since he's been there. That's hard to do in the NFL. That's not it an is. easy thing to do. It's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Very hard to do. And let's see. Uh, let's see with the Cardinals and Seahawks. Uh, Seattle won this one 20 to, 20 to 10. Uh, Seattle, they kind of started off kind of slow, but they seem like they're kind of getting things together. Geno uh, Smith has been, you know, kind of fighting his groove. Once again, he was 18 for 24 for 219 uh, passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And the Cardinals, like I said, they're, they're one in. They're not having a great season. But the one thing about the Cardinals is they've been playing teams very, very tough this season. They gave my commanders, almost beat them. The one win was against your Cowboys. But all these other teams, they've been playing them very, very tough. I don't know what it is about them, but they've been playing playing teams tough all season long. But uh, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, um, Cardinals definitely have been playing some tough teams uh this season they're going against the Ravens uh this coming yeah, this coming week and everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a tough week for them. I thought that they were gonna have a better season than what we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like things just aren't coming together for the Cardinals this season. Um I haven't really gotten a chance to really watch week to week to see what it is that's missing with the Cardinals, but mm-hmm. it just feels like things just really aren't clicking with the Cardinals this season. Um, yeah, with the surprise went win, you know, against the Cowboys and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just not clicking for them this season. Um, like I said, I thought they would have a better, better season. I thought they would have a better season. Um, but yeah, they ha- they do have a tough uh, schedule, especially what's coming up with them. Uh, like I said, the Ravens, Browns, Falcons, Texans, Rams, Steelers, Niners, Bears, and then Eagles and Seahawks mm-hmm. again. So um, as far as the Seahawks, I'm still surprised that Geno Smith is like doing right so much people better. People wrote him off. Right? People thought he was like a bust, and this guy has like turned his career around. Yeah, it's the crazy. It just shows, you know, sometimes it's the coaching or the yeah. scheme that's that fits that really shows the, you know, a, a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would have never guessed that, you know, Geno Smith would have had a chance as far as turning his career around the way he has been. No, because when once Russell Wilson left there, people figured like, oh, you know, they were they were they were done because it was him and Drew Locke was over there. They were like, who's gonna be the starter over there? Who's gonna be the starter? Kind of, you know, mm-hmm. they were battling out in training camp. Who's gonna be the starter? Geno Smith won the job, and he played played quite well for them. Played well enough to get a contract extension and everything too. So I'm I'm, I'm happy for Geno. Good good for him. Yeah, I'm happy for Geno too. Definitely definitely turned it around. He's been doing so great uh, with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And maybe they said Kyler um, Murray, they said he may start practicing soon. So I don't know if he's actually going to play at some point this season. He's just kind of just getting himself you know, ready and like, taking the next step in his um, in his recovery from I forgot what the injury it is with him, but I don't know if that's the next step in his recovery. But 
hopefully they get him back. I think that's one of the big things with them. Is I mean, Do- Joshua Dobbs, he's played okay for them, but he literally got there like right before like the season started because they cut Colt McCoy, who's a veteran that's been around the league a long time. They cut him, Murray was out, and then they went with Dobbs. It was like, oh man, they must be trying to take this season. And then they, like I said, they're one and six, but they've been playing teams tough all season long. So I think, I think, I think one of the biggest things is, is, is quarterback play with them. I think from the times that I've seen them, I think they need uh, consistent quarterback play. I feel. Yeah. They, at one point, they didn't even have a Jersey for him. For they did. They really did. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm like, come on now. Like, they literally got him off the street. I'm like, wow. Like right before the season. So they cut, when they cut Colt McCoy, I'm like, they cut Colt McCoy? I'm like, why would you cut him? These guys been there, so yeah. I don't know what these guys are doing, but hey, maybe, maybe, maybe they know something we don't know. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next up, we've got Denver and the uh, Packers. Uh, Denver won this one 19-17. And once again, I think you got two teams here that are trying to, you know, fig- find themselves and figure things out. Um, you got the Packers without, you know, the first season without, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Got Jordan Love in there trying to figure out what he is. He's going to be also an answer at quarterback for him. And then uh, Russell Wilson, the first season under Sean Payton. Who I thought, I thought when Sean Payton got there, I figured the Broncos would be a you know, a better team. I don't think they'd be a playoff team or not, but at least they'd be a more competitive, competitive team and much better team than we saw last year. Last year, they were, they were god awful. It was not a good look over there in Denver, and it's been pretty much the same this season. But they got the win here. Like I said, they're two and five, and like I said, the uh, Packers are two and four. Uh, how do you feel about these two teams? Yeah, I thought that the. Broncos will be so much better than they have been this yeah. season. I was especially with Sean Payton and everything. Yeah. I thought Sean yeah. Payton was going to turn things around and it's, it just wasn't happening. So I, I was like, okay, maybe Sean Payton is trying to tank or something for a quarterback or something. Cause it was just like, everything was just going wrong for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the Packers, you know, this is their first season without Aaron Rodgers. I thought I had a lot of faith in Jordan Love. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, things would turn around for, you know, I thought things would turn around for the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Um, mm-hmm. But Jordan Love just wasn't really, hasn't been really catching a break. So this was pretty much like bad team versus bad team. It was pretty much like who can... Who can try to fight it out more? And the Broncos, you know, got the win here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had a lot of, I had high expectations, higher expectations for the Broncos this season. Same, me too. I think a lot of people did. A lot of people figured with the addition of Sean Payton, I figured he would try to get Russell Wilson back on track, and they would be a competitive team this year, but it's mm-hmm. not been the case so far. Like I say, a lot of work needs to be done in Denver. A lot of work needs to be done, I feel. Yeah, a lot of work has to be done in Denver. So I feel like, you know, probably isn't going to be their season this year. And then we'll probably see, you know, whatever they do decide to do with the free agency and the draft, um, you know, how they're going to fit things out with Sean Payton and the scheme that he is bringing. Whether mm-hmm. he wants that to happen with uh, Russell Wilson, or if he's looking for a you know rookie quarterback to come in and be able to learn his scheme and stuff like that, and then kind of go from there. But yeah, the Broncos has definitely been 
uh, a big shock for me this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely, definitely have. And next up, you got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Another division matchup here. Chiefs won this one big, thirty-one to seventeen. They are now uh, six and six and one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He was thirty-two for forty-two, four hundred twenty-four passing yards, four touchdowns, and uh, one interception. I thought the Chargers would do better this year too, because like I said, they got a lot of talent on that team as well. And I love the um that um, the lady that went viral. Her name was I think Marianne Doe. Did you see the lady from the Monday Night Game? Did you see, yeah. did you see her? Mm-hmm. I, 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 love, I love her. She was just getting so into the game. And like they had her on Pat McAfee's show. They had her on TMZ talking and everything. And some people were getting on her. Because like, a picture came up of her um, in a Vikings jersey, too. And I think she said she's originally from, you know, Minnesota. She said she was playing for the Vikings. But she's been in, like, uh, California in, like, the last 20 years. So she's become a big... Chargers fan, but I guess you know she's just a big you know football fan. No matter who she cares for, I don't think that was just a big that much of a um, big deal with that. I think they were just overreacting with that. But the Chiefs, Chiefs looking dominant once again. They looking very, they're very good. Like I say, as long as you got number fifteen and number eighty seven and Andy Reid over there, you're gonna win a lot of football games. Uh, how do you feel about this? One? Yeah, this um, this game, you know, the chart, uh, the Chiefs are gonna do. The Chiefs are gonna. St- always be the Chiefs. You sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, you can't really stop them unless um the biggest thing that everybody cares about now is because of Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a shame because it's like the Chiefs are a good football team. I could see if we were talking about like, you know, if it's the uh the Saints or if we're talking about um, you know, the Falcons or mm-hmm. even the Panthers or something, you know, teams yeah. that really don't have anything going for themselves right now. But mm-hmm. the way that, you know, the NFL is reacting to the fact that Taylor Swift is around, it's like, come on, the the Chiefs always been good. They don't need Taylor Swift to be yeah. to be good. Like, I understand that. Travis always been good, too. So yeah. One of the best tight ends in the, in, in, in the game. So, I mean, like, why are we acting so surprised? Because Taylor Swift is, is there. Exactly. It's just like Taylor Swift is not the one bringing them any type of luck. They've been no. to... They've been to the Super Bowl how many times? They've been to the NFC Championship how many times? Like five like, times, three Super Bowls. They've won two, only lost, lost that one to the Tampa Bay. Won the mm-hmm. Super Bowl last year against um, the Eagles. So, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. The Chiefs have always been a very good team, with or without Taylor. Exactly. That's, that's the only thing that uh, upsets me. I'm like, I don't know why people are acting like it's just because Taylor Swift is there. Suddenly, the, the Chiefs are a good team, so... No, yes. no, that's 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 not the case. They they were good with or without Taylor. I mean, exactly. good to showing up to the game and having some fun, enjoying herself. But they 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 you know they don't need Taylor Swift to be good. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's the only thing that upsets me. Because I'm like, are, even the NFL, you know, tweeting out things and you know mm-hmm. they um changed the. I think they changed. It was something on. It was something with um social media that they changed. To Taylor Swift or something, and then uh, uh, then it was one game that they were sh- that the Chiefs were playing, and they like showed um like cardboard out cutouts of it was um Travis Kelsey, it was Patrick Mahomes, they had Andy Reid, then they had Taylor Swift, 
I'm like, oh my goodness. It's too much. It's too much. It's just yeah, overhyping this stuff. It's like, come on now. Enough is enough. It's great. He's showing up at the games, enjoying himself great, but y'all are just doing too much. Like, it's not that serious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What can we do? What can we do? But um, on to the Sunday night game. Uh, you had uh, Eagles and Dolphins. Eagles won this one big, 31 to 31 to 17. The move is six and one. And the Eagles, Eagles are rolling right now. Like I said, they they've been kind of up and down. Like I said, losing those coaches, I think definitely has had an effect on them. And I think they're just trying to find their footing with the new coaches that replaced them. And Miami didn't look like they're you know dominant selves like they have been. You know, but they still five and two. Like they still got a very good record. Still got a very good team over there. But the Eagles are just Eagles are just on a different level right now. Uh, thoughts on this one? Yeah, the Eagles are definitely on a different level. Like I said earlier, some of their some of the wins that they had kind of came as a bit of a struggle, which was surprising yeah. to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought they'll be a lot more dominant this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the six and one is it kind of comes with a bit of an asterisk, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I thought that this would be a more competitive game than what we've seen. Um, you know, the Dolphins have that has been so good this season. Yeah, uh, of course, who can good. no one will ever forget the 70, the 70 point game where they could have easily broke the record, but decided not to uh, for some reason. But yeah, I thought that that's what we would have seen uh, this week. But no, it's just, uh, I guess, cooler weather definitely slowed them down or something. Yeah, I guess so, because they've been just. Uh, offensive juggernaut, almost like that. Um, the greatest show on turf for those Rams teams uh, back mm-hmm. in the day. They was putting up a lot of, a lot of points and a lot of, um, a lot of offense and everything. And and Ty- and Tyreek Hill, that that dude is a freaking like cheat code. He had eleven catches, eighty eight yards, and a touchdown. Like I still don't know like how the Chiefs like let him go. I would have given that man a blank check. Said whatever you want, take it because they. Outside of outside outside of Kelsey, there's nobody on that Chiefs offense that really scares anybody. They got some decent players here, but like I said, as long as you got Mahomes and you know Andy Reid, you know they're gonna you know find you know plug and play guys in and kind of make things work. But I I, I would not have let this guy go. I would have found some type of way to to keep him, like cut somebody here, take somebody, you know maybe you know work the salary cap in some kind of way that I would have kept. I would have not let him go because that dude is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And on to the Monday night game. Uh, you had the 49ers and the, and the Vikings to close out the week. And the Vikings picked up the win, uh, 22-17 against San Francisco. Uh, Brock Purdy, the last couple of games, he's not looked like the Brock Purdy that's been, you know, Everybody's been talking about, you know, in that uh, 49ers, 49ers offense. Uh, they said he was tw- he was 21 for 30 for 272 uh, passing yards. He had a touchdown and two interceptions. But they were without the 49ers. They were without uh, Trent Williams on the offensive line. They didn't have uh, Debo Samuel as well. But they still mm-hmm. had Christian McCaffrey. He was able to um, play this game. He had 15 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. He's had a he's been having a phenomenal season. I mean that 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 forty nine is offense with all those different weapons is just like I think very much like the um 
Miami just got so much offensive firepower over there. And then, like I said, Kyle Shanahan is a great coach, great play caller, very good defense over there as well. And shout out to Kirk Cousins. I know a lot of people, you know, had their feelings about, you know, Kirk Cousins. He's had, you know, his struggles in prime time and everything. But he stepped up big here. This is a big win here. He was 35 for 45, 378 passing yards, two touchdowns. One interception, and that was all without Justin Justin Jefferson, who's been on um, IR the last uh, couple of weeks. So without his top receiver, he picked up a big win on Monday Night Football against a very good um, 49ers team. Um, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I I like the four. Well, I've, the 49ers offense is very very dominant, of course. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy has been a Cinderella story, and yeah. you know. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Um, you know, this week they didn't have Debo Samuels, like you said. But I mm-hmm. thought this game would still be a little bit more competitive than mm-hmm. what we saw with, you know, mm-hmm. the Vikings pulling out the win here, um, which I thought was, you know, I, I had the I had the 49ers winning here, but you know, so it was a little bit um I was a little bit surprised with um with the 49ers losing here, especially um, if I remember correctly, they they had a small lead at a certain point and then just couldn't just couldn't get it together um, after a while. If I remember the game correctly, because I was between watching this and um, the Phillies game, so mm-hmm. it was a bit off. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm surprised about the 49ers with the two losses that they got came, you know, a bit is a bit of a surprise. Uh, but they're still doing well this season as mm-hmm. well. So, I, of, of course, I expect them to go pretty far. Um, then going back to with uh, Tariq Hill, I had lost my train of thought of what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. He made a promise this se- this year. I forgot the exact, I don't know if it was, t- I think it was 2,000 yards. That he promised that oh, he would yeah, do this year. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and he has been killing it this year. I think before the game last, I think before the game with the um, Eagles, I think he was at eight twenty nine or something like that. It, it, it's, it's definitely doable. The way that offense is playing this year is definitely doable for him to get that. Let me see. Right now he's at. Let's see. He's at 902 at the moment. It's 53 catches, 902 mm-hmm. yards, and seven touchdowns. So it's it's definitely doable. There's still you know quite a bit you know a couple more months left in the season. So it's it's, it's definitely doable the way the way the way that offense has been playing. Yeah, we're not even at the halfway point of the season yet. No, so, we're not. Yeah, we're not. Like I said, there's still like I said, plenty of football. This is definitely obtainable for him to to um. To do that, and I um I saw um I actually I purchased it actually I got a um. I was in uh, GameStop and I saw his uh, Funko Pop. I got his uh, Funko Pop, actually. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But like I said, I don't know how, how the Chiefs let him go. I would have found some kind of way to keep him because he's just so good. Like that, He just got, like I said, scary speed. The speed on him is just like ridiculous. I've never seen nobody that fast. You see a lot of fast people in the league, but this dude's just speed is just on a different level. Yeah. I don't know either. I, my guess is that they feel as though with Patrick Mahomes, they're able to pretty much plug and play. Because, yeah. you know, with Patrick Mahomes, he was able to throw the ball. He was able to spread the ball around, uh, yeah, exactly. you know, regardless. So I felt they probably felt as though, you know, with Patrick Mahomes and just having Travis Kelsey there, 
at least between those two, they'll, you know, the offense would be okay. So, but mm-hmm. I don't know how they let go of Tyreek Hill either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You probably right. They probably feel like, you know, we can just, instead of just focusing on, you know, Tyreek Hill, we can kind of spread the ball around, have Kelsey and some other guys. We can, like you said, plug and play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I, w- I would have kept him. I, 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 yeah. I, I can't let that guy like that walk out the door. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. But um, that's all the games for week seven. Like I said, we're up to week eight now. And pretty much the games we got on tap for this week are starting out tomorrow on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. You got the Bucks, Buccaneers, and the Bills. Then you got uh, Eagles, Commanders, uh, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, Giants, uh, Jaguars, Steelers, Falcons, Titans, Texans, Panthers, Rams, Cowboys, Vikings, Packers, Saints, Colts, Browns, Seahawks, Ravens, Cardinals, Chiefs, Broncos, um, 49ers, Bengals. Sunday night football, you got the Bears and Chargers. And then on Monday night, you got the Raiders. Raiders and Lions. Uh, any thoughts on those matchups? Any those games you're looking forward to? Anything? Any thoughts? Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to the Cowboys game, of course. Oh, um, of course. yeah, yeah. With that should be a good um, game with the Rams. It should that, be. That should be a good game. Yeah, it should be a good game with the Rams. You know, to see if you know the um. If the Cowboys are able to, you know, pull off a win, if the offense is really legit or not, um, the Bucks and Bills are actually is actually an interesting game to watch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the division games between the Eagles and Commanders. You know, regardless yeah. of how 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 good you are when it comes to the division game, you know, you never know. I always say that you never know anything never can know. happen in the division game. Like I say, just you know, just because you know, like I say, you got to throw those brothers out the window. Anything is possible. Any of those, any of those teams can win when it comes to division matchups. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you never know. But yeah, those are the games that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, most definitely. Like I said, hopefully, hopefully it's a better week. Cause like I said, last week was <laughs> it was rough picking games. I was like, oh my god, like I was like looking at checking the scores and everything. So I had to. I had to work on Sunday because normally I, you know, got Sundays off, and I'm checking the score. I'm like, what's what's going on? Like, like, are, you, are you serious? I'm like, this is just craziness. But like I said, that's 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 why we love football. We love yep. football for the unpredictability. That's why we keep tuning in every Sunday. Definitely, and I have uh, I've been watching through NFL Red Zone, and it's just been making Me the too. games like so yeah. much better. Because I used to just concentrate on the. You know, one of the division games, of course, whatever comes on Thursday, Sunday night, and Monday night. But, mm-hmm. you know, being able to tune in and, you know, kind of get the feel of every single game, it makes Sundays a heck of a lot better. It really is. I signed up for Red Zone and the NFL Sunday ticket uh, package, and it's a game changer. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm just sitting up here, got my, you know, TV and everything set up. It's just amazing being able to watch the game like that. If you're, so football fans, fans like us, having stuff like that is definitely worth. I remember the first time I got, it, I'm sitting there like, "Wow, this is like cool." Getting to see all the different games <laughs> and everything, I was going crazy. Have my food and everything. I'm like, "Yes, I love it." Yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's just an mm-hmm. experience for sure. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one last thing before we wrap up, like, how are you? How are you feeling about you know your Cowboys so far this season? Like I said, they you know. They've had some moments where they look real good. They didn't look real good against the 49ers. Like they were coming off a of bye week where they played the 
played the um played the Chargers and they um they lost big for the season. That's that's unfortunate and everything. That's definitely no big piece missing off of your defense. How you feel about them so far this season? You know, during the regular season, you know, they do whatever, um, and somehow they make it to the postseason. And it's always the postseason where I say it really matters. Yeah. You know, they'll somehow make it into the postseason, whether it's, you know, division title or through the wild card. And then it's just what goes from there. Um, I feel as though like we're at I feel as though they should be at the end of the line when it comes to Dak Prescott. You know, they they replaced wide receivers for him. They got gave him, um, you know, running backs. He has a good offensive line. We have a great defense. Um, change of we got rid of the uh, offensive coordinator mm-hmm. um we got you know uh, mike mccarthy's now calling the plays and stuff like that and it's just i'm just wondering when are we going to start looking at the quarterback because that mm-hmm. is deck is a good quarterback it's just that he's one of those quarterbacks that kind of do what they're told and not when he comes to the line he doesn't really change he doesn't call audibles like that if mm-hmm. he is told okay throw to um throw to um cd lamb he'll throw to cd lamb whether cd lamb is triple covered or not mm-hmm. and um it's just a bit frustrating because it's like we've been with him for eight years you know and it hasn't been it, things have been pretty much the same you know we changed that now we're at the point where we have changed the whole scheme of with him and everything like that and things have yet to really change. So just, you know, watching the regular season, you know, wins or losses will eventually have a winning record and will end up in the in the playoffs. It's just like I said, what happens in the playoffs is what really matters. You know, the eight years that we had had with Dak Prescott, the Eagles went, had multiple um, coach changes. They completely wiped the team clean, had have a new coach. Uh, new defensive coordinator, new quarterback, and look what they have done. Mm-hmm. You know, in the amount of time that we had Dak Prescott, look what happened with the Commanders. Look what happened with the Giants. You know, uh, you know, sometimes it's okay. You know, if things isn't working out, you know, sometimes it's time to make a change. It definitely is. And that's one of the things I always say about the Cowboys. They can have a great regular season. We've seen that before. Great offense, great defense. The problem with the Cowboys has never been talent. It's like you said, it's the postseason. They can have a great regular season. They could win all the rest of the games the rest of the season, getting mm-hmm. the postseason and losing the first round. And you're like, what's going on? It's, there's too much talent. There's no excuse for that. And that. Prescott, he's not a bad quarterback, but is he going to be that guy that's going to get you to that next level? I always say, imagine if you put like a Patrick Mahomes on that team. You put a Joe Burrow on that team. You put Lamar Jackson on that team. I guarantee you would see a much different team. They would go a lot farther because Dak Prescott, I think he's kind of reached that ceiling. Like I said, he's not a like I said, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not a screw up. I think he's one of those quarterbacks. He's only going to get you. But so far, he's not going to elevate you and take you to that next level. Like, I think those other guys, he's like, he doesn't have that next gear that he's going to take you to. I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Now you, could, now, you guys picked up, um, what's his name? Uh, um, Lance from the um, 
Trey Lance, yeah. Trey, 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 Trey Lance from the 49ers. Now, obviously, I don't think he's going to be much of a factor this year, but I mean, if he comes there, he learns the system and everything. I mean, how do you how, how, how do you how do you feel about that move? You see somebody like down the line, maybe he could be you know get an opportunity. Like I don't think this year, but think maybe like going into next year, like having him and maybe somebody else competing for that job. Because I think if I had a different quarterback in there, I think it would be a much different story. Yeah, I think he's a backup plan because uh, you know, Project, yeah. yeah, because. Uh, Dak's um, contract comes up, I believe, in a year or two. Um, So with Trey Lance there, with him being able to um, learn the system and the scheme and stuff like that, that's why I feel like that he is a – he's there so that if Dak Prescott decides he wants to get get paid more, you know, Mm -hmm. we at least have a safety net. Um, cause like, cause the one thing that I do argue about with Dak Prescott is I wouldn't have an issue with him if he wasn't like one of the highest paid quarterbacks mm-hmm. of the league. And he mm-hmm. has really yet to bring us to the, um, NFC championship. But no, 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 NFC championship game. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's, 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 that's crazy. That is, yeah. that is unacceptable for all the talent and everything on the Cowboys team. There's no excuse. Not, not to at least get to an NFC championship game. That's, that's, that's unacceptable. For as long as he's been there, like eight mm-hmm. years, that, that's, that's unacceptable. For as much money as he's being paid and playing for, you know, America's team and everything, that's, you know, that's not the expectation. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm like, you know, he really shouldn't be asking for any more money because you know he hasn't played. He hasn't played to the level of how much he of how much he's getting paid. He's really not. He really hasn't. And like I say, you look at the division, you see the Eagles. You know they went to the Super Bowl last year. The Giants. You know they've had their struggles, but last year they played. You know really good. And then the Commanders got new ownership and everything too. So you figure they're gonna be making some changes and stuff there. And then you look at the Cowboys, like you know. What do you what what are you guys doing? Y'all gonna continue to stick with you know Dak Prescott and continue to give him money? Or y'all gonna say, hey, you know we you know it's been eight years with this guy. He's gonna ultimately get us to that next level, or should we you know move on? Rather be with you know Trey Lance or somebody else? Because I think I think that's the, I think that's one of the biggest things that's holding holding y'all back. Y'all got to figure out the situation with with, with him. Mhm. Yeah, I agree with that. Mhm. 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 Y'all like. You're a reasonable cowboy fan. See, that's why I like having you on the show. You're a reasonable, have a reasonable, sensible, <laughs> you're a reasonable cowboy fan. You, you get, you get it. I, 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 I like you. See, I, I get you. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say when people are like, "Oh, you're a Cowboys fan." I'm like, no, I'm a realist. Realist. Like, I, I, can, I can respect that. I respect I, that. That's something like, I'm not fans. delusional. We're going, to the, we're going to the, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like that, that first game when y'all beat the Giants that game. Oh man, we going to the Super Bowl. I'm like. Yeah. I'll beat the Giants. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, it's one game. <laughs> you yeah. like, you know, the Skip, Skip Bayless and the Michael Irvin. Like, oh, my God, y'all, y'all, y'all are something else. <laughs> yeah, and especially now that Michael Irvin is on the same show as Skip Bayless. Oh, my God. That, 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 that is something with the two of them. I watched that when I'm, like I said, when I'm home. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are so too much, too much. Yeah. 
I'm going to think I've Richard Sherman and Keyshawn over there to kind of balance it out a little bit. <laughs> but it's, 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 it makes for good TV. It makes for good TV. Definitely. It does. That's pretty much all that it's about, just making good TV. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I've asked you this before. You watch, you, you like the Manning cast? You normally watch the Manning cast when you watch Money Life Football? That's not the only way I watch now. I, I don't watch Buck and um, Troy. I, I like to watch when the Manning cast, when the Mannings are doing the games. I like to watch with them. They They, they make it so much fun. They do, because they definitely break it down. Like do. I always say, it's great if you are interested in being like a, a football player or a quarterback, because they definitely break it down and stuff they like that. They know their game. They're sharp. Yeah. Just That's like what I really playing. liked about Tony Romo, too, because he would yeah. break it down. I'm like, I feel smarter. <laughs> yes, I know. And I thought I know football, but I think I know even more so by watching these guys, watching Eli and Peyton, watching, you know, Tony Romo. Tony Romo surprised me. I, I had no idea he would have been that good in the booth. I had no idea. Peyton and Eli, I figured, you know, they, these guys, you know, they like cerebral when it comes to like the quarterback position. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, wow, I, I was not expecting, um, that's what Romo to be as good as he, as he was. Yeah, it really goes to show the type of quarterback he was. I, I was a big fan of Tony Romo. And, you know, I figured that he, he was very smart, you know, football wise. And so I'm glad that people kind of realizing how smart of a football player he was and that, you know, the the falls that came, the the everything that went wrong while he was a quarterback wasn't like exclusively his fault. It was, no. you know, he had a bad old line, you know, he kept getting hurt. You know, it's only but so much he could have done. Yeah, very true. Like I say, it's only with so much you can do as, you know, as the QB. Mm-hmm. But um, that's all for me. Anything else before we you know wrap up here? I'm, I'm I'm good on my end. Yeah, I'm good on my end here too. All right, cool. Once again, thank you for joining me, JD. Uh, anything you want to plug and promote before we get up out of here? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at JDC137. You can also find my podcast, WrestleBread. If you're a wrestling fan, you can find my podcast at WrestleBread as well. I'm live every Thursday at 9 p.m. EST, exclusively on the Fanatics Network um, YouTube channel. So if you go to thefanent.com, you go to all the links, you can find the podcast there as well. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check out the podcast if you're a wrestling fan. She does a very, very good job with the show, so definitely check that out. And as, yeah, you're welcome. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you can follow me on Twitter at MoneymakerChris, Instagram, DC Sports Fan 23, as well as at the Moneymaker 315. Follow this show's official Twitter account at 3 and Out Podcast 1. I tweet during games. I can usually post the episodes on the top of the page. I pin them to the Put them to the profile. Um, be on the lookout for my picks. I'm working on them now. I'll probably have them out either probably sometime tonight or definitely um, first thing in the morning. before the, I'll try to get them out before the Thursday game. Just hopefully I do better than I did last week. It was, it was a rough week for both of us. Yeah, like I said, you joined me for the picks. I always appreciate you uh, joining me for the picks. And like I say, joining me on this um, joining me here on this podcast this evening. Um, any last words to close things out? No, here's to, uh, you know, week eight, getting closer to the midway point of the season. Yeah, getting crunch time. You know, we can start seeing who the real contenders and pretenders are moving forward as we, you know, finish up uh, finish up for the month of October and move into, um, move into November, like I said, December. Like I said, we're really going to see who's the who's going to be uh, making the playoffs and making the wild card round and everything. So it should be exciting. It should be exciting. 
Exactly. Uh, People got to remember it's a long season. Just because the team is five and two doesn't mean they're going to end up, you know, winning after week 18. So exactly. Exactly. That's not always how you start. It's how you how you finish. Like I said, just because you have, you know, you start off really hot. You could struggle down the stretch. Anything can happen. I say any given Sunday, like I always say. So. Mm hmm. All right. So thank you as all. Thank you again, JD, for joining me. You guys take care. Be safe as always. And I will see you next time. Peace. Peace.